0: Daily Tampa Bay Rays Podcast, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss alongside Ulysses Sembrano, and we're the host of the Locked On Rays Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your first listen every day. And remember, our podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime, Locked on at gmail.com. Okay, today we present to you the final installment of our lengthy conversation with former big leaguer Cody Decker. In this episode, he discusses some of his past interactions with the Tampa Bay Rays organization, uh, the challenge of being a pinch hitter and designated hitter, and all the great work that he's doing with his nonprofit, the El Paso Border Youth Association. Uh, so, without further ado, here's more of Cody Decker. How often does it happen where a high prospect gets coddled or gets more opportunities than a guy that might have been a mid-round draft pick that might be as good or better than that player? But 100% of the time, yeah, the, the front office or the coaching staff keeps rolling this this high-profile player, this high prospect out. Just to, we we can't show that we're wrong here
1: yeah unfortunately and this is this is a. I, I firmly believe this i firmly believe this i think there are all stars and maybe even a hall of famer or two that we never heard of because they never got an opportunity at the big league level and when we're talking about those prospects it's not that the prospects don't deserve a shot to go up to the big leagues they probably right. do um but at the end of the day it's guys like me i was drafted in the 22nd round i was signed for six hundred thirty-eight and forty-three cents after taxes that is not a very big financial investment and by the way i think i led the nation in home runs at ucla that year and hit mm-hmm. like 330 and i had like 60 home runs at ucla um but, yeah, at the end of the day, it is a business. And the business, you have to make financial investments. And you have to justify said financial investments. And at the end of the day, if you're looking at your double-A team and you're going to call somebody up, both these guys play right field, this guy is hitting 340. This guy is hitting 260. 260 guy has $3 million of investment in him, and he's one of our top prospects, according to Baseball America. The other guy was, you know, senior sign, we got to bring up the three million dollar guy. Also, it'll generate buzz around the fan base. Hey, they're finally bringing up the prospect. Think about somebody like Bryce Harper. At the time when Bryce Harper went to the big leagues, Bryce Harper never hit above two fifty in his minor league career. Um, and then he goes to the big leagues, and obviously, Bryce Harper became Bryce Harper, who what they ex- expected. And honestly, I think Bryce Harper is even more impressive than people give him credit for. And when I say that, is not only is he a two time MVP. But he's a guy who honestly did struggled in the minor leagues when he got, until he got to the big leagues. But also, the amount of hype around Bryce Harper from high school all the way to the big leagues is impossible to live up to. And the fact that he's even come close to living up to that monumental hype is, I think, is they should erect a statue of him in multiple cities. Like it's that to me, it's that impressive. Um, but yeah, the, at the end of the day, it is a business, and you have to justify financial investment and you're not, you're going to call up your prospects more than you're going to call up your farmhands. Wow.
0: And you know, kind of following up on that, uh, I don't know how willing you are to talk about this, but I would, you mentioned that there's not a, uh, not a lot of, or I guess Bud Black might've said this, that there's not a lot of smart baseball players out there. Like what, what is the percentage of in a clubhouse of 25 or 26 guys that, man, these guys, okay, they got a good head on their shoulders. They, they, they're pretty bright versus just I play baseball. That's all I do. I, I, I don't, I, I can't do anything else. Sort
1: of depends again. on the level, the level okay. that you're at. Uh, I'd say double a and up. You're going to have a lot more smarter guys. Okay. Uh, the lower levels. Mm, yeah. You're going to deal with a lot more high school kids and a lot more, uh, frat boys straight out of college mm. that don't quite understand how the world business or anything works. Right. Um, you know, you're fresh out of college, you played at a, maybe at a major university. And it's probably something along the lines that you think the world revolves around you and you're in for a harsh reality. Um, it's, it's a very unique dichotomy in any clubhouse, uh, but the higher levels, the wiser they are. And even the smarter guy, even the not smarter guys wisen up a little bit.
0: Okay. Uh, um, smarter- so, but,
1: but it doesn't mean they're smart. It just means they pick and choose their spots
0: understood uh s- besides yourself smartest player you encountered
1: um ooh, good question um smartest player i encounter probably nate fryman okay uh, i'd say nate fryman um ryan lavarne way across the- Bay- oh actually take that back almost my entire uh team israel team that was probably the smartest baseball team that has ever lived okay um just, uh, everyone, uh, Harvard, Craig Breslow, Yale, Ryan LaVarnway, Duke, Nate Fryman. Um, God, uh, did Josh Zide also go to Duke? No, he went to Vanderbilt. Uh, we had another Duke player. We had me, UCLA. We had, uh, what's his name? Stanford. Uh, where did, uh. Who's the GM? Of Sam Fold. Where did Sam Fold go? He's the GM of the Phillies now. He was our center fielder. Like it was just, it's just everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was every single guy was an extremely smart guy. Uh, that team was ridiculous. Um, but I'd see probably Nate Freiman be high up on that list. Uh, okay. Sam Fold's high up on that list. Will Venable's high up on that list. Um, Rocky Gale I put up on that list. A mm. uh, player named Jake Gobert that I played with. He's high up on that list. Oh, John Baker. Uh, catcher John Baker played a uh, played with him the Padre organization. One of my favorite players ever. Uh, he is uh, currently the head of the uh, the player development for the um, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, yeah, there are there are a lot of smart guys in this game. I I make fun of baseball be- players being the dumbest of all the athletes, and they probably are. But <coughs> the uh, there are quite a few smart ones littered in the bunch.
0: And I think Sam Fold now GM with the GM Phillies, of the right? Phillies. Yeah, so. Sam
1: Fold, what a guy! That I I just made a birthday message for him the other day. It was awesome. Yeah, he's
0: he's got quite a history here with the Tampa Bay Rays. Like he's yeah. sort of a folk hero in a way. Um, I'm actually
1: very sad that I never got to play for the Rays. I really would have loved to have seen what they were doing. I I, I would have loved to see how that that minor league system works and how they pump the players up to mm-hmm. the big leagues the way they do. The Rays are one of the two like one of the two teams that I desperately wanted to play for and never did.
0: It's the new year, so that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, but maybe even better than a candy bar, believe it or not. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is not worth it, where's the chocolate? Well, I'm here to tell you, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, just four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. What's also great is... Man, there is so many flavors to choose from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. The list goes on and on. We know you want some built bars. So, what you got to do is you go to built.com. That's built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D, the numerals one five, and that'll get you 15% off your order. Again, go to built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Did you ever get an opportunity or it was just like, I can't, there's a a better opportunity somewhere else that I think I can make it to the majors compared to where the Rays were at a particular time. I don't know if they had ever reached out to you.
1: To this very moment, I have never spoken to the Rays one Mm. time. mm, That is not true. Oh. Thank you for reminding me. I have spoken to the Rays many times, but never about me. Oh. There was a member of the front office of the Rays who is no longer a member of the front office of the Rays who used to call me all the time about players and wanted breakdowns of players both on and off the field. I get those mm-hmm. calls a lot. Um there was a member, but I always it drove me nuts and I'm giving these breakdowns of these players. I'm like, why aren't you trading for me, Dick? Right. Um but they never did. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I am not, somehow I've never spoken to the rays about me. Not one time. Um, I would have loved to have played for him though. I have a, the one thing I wouldn't have loved. And I, and I, but I don't know this for sure. I never had spring training, 10 spring trainings, not one in Florida. I got all mm-hmm. of them in Arizona. And if you know, Arizona spring training, that is wonderful. Uh, no travel. You're in bed every day at your home every day by five at worst. It's, it's the best. Mm-hmm. um, so spring training in Florida probably would have sucked. But outside of that, oh, man, I, I just wanted to see what they were doing because the quote-unquote raised model is very real, and I want to yeah. see it. I feel like you'd be a great scout. I feel like you could no. really get in. No?
0: Oh, no, I'd be a great scout. They just Oh, training. yeah. But you don't want to do it? No. Because of, like, all the travel and the, the grind I don't wanna, of it?
1: I don't want to travel and watch games and break down players and turn in reports that m- won't get read. Like, I'm, I'm no, thank you. Okay.
0: Or like some sort of kind of getting into the mind of a player. I feel like you could figure out pretty quickly on whether a player has it or doesn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can look in. I mean, the, the numbers are easy. Like that's, that's the thing that people mm-hmm. always talk about. Well, I, I hate the, when people use the phrase metrics or saber metrics cause it's this blanket word that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, are that just people are using just to define everything. And that's not the necessarily the case. There are specific numbers for specific things and you got to take those numbers and apply them. Um, like the fra- like when people bring up war, it makes kind of makes me giggle a little bit. It's not that war is a bad stat. It's more just like war was created for people that can't look at Mike Trout and mm-hmm. understand why Mike Trout is exceedingly good. Like right. I can just watch him f- catch one fly ball on a run and be like, that guy's unbelievable. This guy's special. That's all it takes. I mean, you could see the athlete, you could see the mental, you can see the baseball awareness. It just takes looking at them. And obviously the numbers help, but I, I like using the numbers to back up what I see uh, right. or help me, you know, make an adjustment of what might need to be done. I mean, I, it took me a while to get a team, uh, certain advanced numbers teams don't like their players having them. At least they didn't when I was playing. It took me a while to convince the D backs to share some numbers with me so I can make adjustments while pitch hitting. Um, and it's, it, I think it's, yeah, it's just kind of part of the part of the game. And I think it's honestly an interesting part of the game. Uh, but scouting the actual, it's it's not so much scouting. It's the actual art of going to the games and writing scouting reports. I, I would never do amateur scouting ever, 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 ever. Mm. ever. I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. Uh, I pro scouting, maybe me to do pro. Maybe convince me to do pro scouting. But the thing is, I always want to be a big league manager. I always want to be more on field or in the front office. And the only problem is it feels like you have to go through scouting to go right. through, uh, to get into a front office. And I just don't know if I want to do that. Interesting. Interesting. Um,
0: mentioned, uh, well, you, you kind of talked about this a little bit as far as, um, pinch hitting, why is pinch hitting so difficult uh, at the professional level or i guess baseball in general I, I don't know if people really understand why and how it's so such a challenge for so many ball players out there
1: well we'll start with it just in practicality you ever get off the couch after sitting on the couch for an hour mm-hmm. how how good are you at doing fast twitch movements in that exact moment
0: not very good not very okay. not not very well
1: okay now do that and now go face 98 it's hard. it's very yeah. hard. you're You're not physically prepared to do it, no matter what you do inside. Uh, you, you can go into the cage and take some swings, come back out. It's not the same thing, no matter what. You know, you're cold at that point. You got to get yourself as ready as you can, and you got to go up there and get ready for a fastball. Which most likely, if you're pinch hitting, means you're pl- you're going in late in the game, probably the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, possibly the sixth. But that means you're facing reliever, which means the reliever is most likely a flamethrower, throwing anywhere between 95 to 103, with probably a decent amount of arm side run and crazy spin rate. Most likely backs up with a slider, possibly a cutter. So you got a lot to deal with at high, high velocities, and you are not physically ready to do it because you haven't played in a couple of days. Um, it's hard, very hard. And the honest, God answer to do it is get on the fastball, and that's it. You have to hit the fastball, and that is it. You got to pretend the guy has nothing else, and because at the end of the day, if he beats you with his best breaking ball, tip cap, he deserved to get you out. If he beats you with a fastball that you could have hit, that's your fault. Mm. So
0: Matt Stairs is pretty good then.
1: <laughs> Matt Stairs is unbelievable. Matt Stairs yeah. was so good. Like I, I feel like, I feel like there's certain players that were so good that will never get their due. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Stairs is one of them. Almado Signs, do you remember Almado Signs, the Killer Tomato? I, I honestly do not know of him. Almado Signs was a pinch hitter for the Los Angeles Dodgers. This guy was a big, heavy Panamanian dude. Awesome guy. Absolutely rigged, and I mean absolutely rigged. Touched the ball, it went very far. Could not play defense anywhere, could not move. But you put him in that pitch hitting spot, he got you a run. It, it, so much so that the team, his teammates, built him a shirt, uh, which was just said, deploy the killer tomato. And it was a tomato with his face on it with, at the end of a slingshot. Like he, he was unbelievable um what he can do. Pinch hitting is more or less believe it. it's an art and it's hard mm. and it's and it's an impossible art to accomplish. So those players that you mentioned that are known for pinch hitting, they're they're the Bob Rosses of the world, man.
0: Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season. And pro football playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Be sure to head over to their website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on l o c k e d o n. that's l o c k e d o n to receive that bonus bet online of course it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available bet online it's where the game starts is it is it similar in a way to be uh, as far as designated hitter goes a guy that you know had been so used to playing a position and then is a DH one day or is being told, Hey, you can't really cut it as a, as a first base or left fielder anymore. We got to move you to DH. Is
1: that, is that also sort of a similar adjustment in a way? It was for me at first until I learned, until I got better at it. Like DHing was another thing that to me was like, cause you're getting cold. So I ended up starting DH, when I DH, I started just living in the cage for it, practically. Mm-hmm. Like, Inning would ha- end. I'd go inside and take some swings, kind of move around and just constantly stay active. So when we were on defense, I was often in the dugout, but I would always leave the dugout for maybe a batter or two so I can move around like I'm playing defense so I can stay active. Um, right. yeah, yeah, a lot of Thera gunning, a lot of uh, a lot of staying, you know, activated that that is a tricky portion. And that's what I honestly would do when I pinch hit when it came around, when I knew I was having a pinch hit day, especially those last two years. Fifth inning rolled around. I went in the cage and I started working. Started getting off the tee, hitting, getting all my timing, take looking at scouting reports of pitchers that are potentially gonna face that I'm potentially gonna face, and getting ready. Because if they were putting me into pinch hit, they're putting me into pinch hit to win the baseball game. Mm. Uh, I never pinch hit in a, in a bat where I wasn't to either tie or take the lead. Wow. Uh,
0: final question, Cody, because you've been terrific, and I think we've kept you probably longer than uh, you expected, but uh, and you have experience in this. the The biggest, I guess difference in competition between AAA a and the majors like how much of a shift is it going to the majors in, in the sense of man the, the the game speed was fast and now majors is like man this is a whole different level can you kind of put that in
1: context a little bit not much different honestly it's okay. not it's it i would say double AA, a triple a and the big leagues are roughly the same um they're all they're all from those leagues they they did they maybe got a little bit better maybe the game got a little more crisp but i wouldn't i wouldn't say there's much difference i mean i would honestly say double a was harder to play than triple a because double a you just got all the top prospects who throw the absolute shit out of the ball uh Mm. that they don't want to put in triple a because they don't want to face the better hitters which are all in triple a um you know, so double A, you're facing guys that are throwing 101. They just don't know where it's going yet. They still right. haven't fine-tuned it yet. It's like you're going to face Kenley Jansen, but Kenley Jansen quite hasn't figured out his cutter just yet. Two of every three is a very good cutter, but that one last one is not quite there yet. It's hittable. And then Kenley Jansen got past that and became Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I, I, if you can play and be successful in double A, you can play in the big leagues for a long time. It's just opportunity and what's available to you those guys in the big leagues they're not they're not planning on going anywhere there's only 25 jobs Mm -hmm. and it requires them to either get hurt which you know if you're a minor leaguer you don't want to sit around hoping somebody hurt gets hurt that sucks you have to they have to underperform i don't really want to root against a guy doing his job uh and lastly uh it could be a trade or something like that, of which that I obviously welcome, but it also requires me to be playing very well at that moment too. So to say that there are a lot of moving parts to get you to the big leagues is an understatement to keep you in the big leagues. That's who that's something else entirely. Wow.
0: Uh, and then, okay. Absolute final thing. Absolute mm-hmm. final thing. Um If you, had never played baseball, what would your career path have been? I think I have an idea, but, uh, what would you be doing full time or,
1: or for your, for your career? Probably would have gotten into some sort of falconing. Maybe, mm. uh, maybe, uh, maybe some sort of cool sanitation job. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, I, you know, I like driving a lot. Maybe I could have been like a stunt driver. Oh God, a stunt driver would have been sweet. um, Posting my own version of like Top Gear or something like that. Mm. Um, what else could I have done? Could have been a could have been a mall security guard. Okay, could have, I would have cleaned up at that job. I played one on TV once. That was cool. Got blown up. Got killed. Sick. <laughs> NBC, that, that was kind of affairs.
0: the direction I was going. Was full
1: time actor maybe or something ah, with uh, yeah, Broadway or ten years ago maybe. Ten years okay. ago, I was a much better looking guy. Uh, now, uh, you know. I couldn't get a comb through this ten years ago. Now you know it's getting thinner by the day. I'm in good shape, but yeah, I don't think I have the looks for it anymore. I'm used to, man. Back twenty two, twenty two year old. This, oh man, oh man. Thirty four year old. This is just uh, it. It is what it is.
0: Yeah. Well, Cody, it has been a pleasure. Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote or shout out or mention uh, before we let you go here?
1: You know, I would love it if you guys can, you know, check out all my shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the off season right now, so my BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, is not currently taking place, nor is down the line. But I am going to be doing a new show coming up soon. Uh, it's actually our old show. But follow me on social media, uh, at Decker6, and uh, we'll be up to date with that. But more importantly than that, please um, check out my nonprofit, uh, El Paso Border Youth Athletic Association. Uh, you can check out our website, borderyouth.org. Check out our social medias, EP for El Paso, E-P-B-Y-A-A. Um, the whole goal of the organization is get as many kids into college through baseball and softball. Um, You know, especially underprivileged families who, uh, you know, the game baseball is exceedingly expensive. And I I think I mentioned earlier today, the biggest problem to me that baseball actually has is nothing that's taking place on the field or between the players association. I think the biggest problem baseball actually has is um, accessibility. And especially accessibility to lower income families mm-hmm. and people who want to learn and play this game. And I think it's important for Major League Baseball to make the game more accessible to the youth out there. And, you know, they do have RBI programs, of which the Border Youth Athletic Association, we do have some RBI programs as well. But please check out everything that we have uh, with the El Paso Border Youth. Even is something as simple as a retweet or sharing a link uh, it could change – one of these families lives. And you know, we just want to get as many kids into college as we possibly can and change the lives of a lot of underprivileged kids over there. Because again, I mentioned that I've been spoiled in this game. Uh I've been spoiled, spoiled beyond belief, just because of proximity of where I grew up growing up in Los Angeles a lot of baseball players are here. This is a baseball centric city when it comes to training and, and um, availability and accessibility that doesn't exist everywhere else. I, my, my personal hitting coach was Reggie Smith, who was the hitting coach for the Los Angeles Dodgers at that exact time. Mm. Um, You know, kids in El Paso, they don't have that. And I want to change that. And that's what my goal has been. And I want, uh, you know, that paper, last forever baseball ends for everybody but that that diploma is the thing that's going to last the rest of their lives and that's the thing that's really going to change their lives
0: okay we once again want to thank cody for all the time insight and joining us on the pod maybe sometime in the future again we'll have him on to discuss more baseball very entertaining very insightful very fun to talk to and man, mlb network espn somebody somebody come calling give this guy a job, give this guy a gig because he is a special, special sports personality for sure. Okay. uh, Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you next week.